You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is episode number 11, original air date, December 24th, 2019. This week we have the 411 on all-inclusive resorts, including some pro tips for selecting the right all-inclusive. Look at you going old school. (laughs) And also why some of those bargain deals you see on the internet can be very misleading. It's Christmas here at the Travel Talk Weekly studio in St. Petersburg, Florida, and we hope you are going to have a great holiday week with your friends and family. But first, a few shout-outs to some listeners who left some very nice reviews. And they were all five stars. Ooh, yay. And this is from A Fighter's Parents in Ireland. Wow, I love how interactive this is. I have started following, and I love the episode on Venice. I can't wait to visit there and more. Yes, you definitely want to go check out Venice. It is an amazing city, and you're so close if you actually live in Ireland. Yes. I'm assuming this person does. So It could be. Or maybe they wrote this from an Irish pub. We they don't could know. have. We don't know. <laughs> and another one from Stacking Dollars, which not only a good name, but probably a good thing to do is you know have, have stacks of dollars. I've been on board since they started. Great travel tips. Also travel agents, so let them help you plan your trip. Not only good advice, but we would love to help you plan your trip. So thank you for that review, Stacking Dollars. Yeah, I love hearing from our listeners And so if you are a listener, which you are because you're listening to us. That's the definition. (laughs) To hear this, they have to be a listener. Yeah. Um, If you enjoy our show or you have a destination that you would like us to talk about on a future show, let us know. And you can easily find us on Facebook or Instagram under Travel Talk Weekly. We have some really great destinations planned out for 2020, including international destinations and some in the U.S. Basically, something for every budget. Yes, but before we jump into this week's topic, we do have those two special cruises to tell you about and invite you to come with us. Because we're going, so you can join us. Yes. And here they are. The first one is a cruise out of Port Tampa Bay, and this is on the Royal Caribbean Brilliance of the Seas. So join us on April 27th, and this is a really unique cruise out of Tampa. And to keep in mind, we are going, so you'll be coming with us. Yes, and this will actually cruise from Tampa to Key West and all the way over to the Bahamas to the private island that Royal Caribbean recently renovated and is calling the Perfect Day at Coco Cay Cruise Stop. And we're calling our cruise from Tampa Bay to Coco Cay. The next cruise we'd like to invite you along to join us is a once-in-a-lifetime cruise. We're calling it the Three Sisters Cruise. And it's with a line called Azamara Cruises. There are only three ships in the fleet. And for the first time next October, for one night only, all three ships will be in port together for an amazing evening in the town of Koper, Slovenia. If you'd like more information about either of those, send me a quick email, rob at traveltalkweekly.com. Let's dive into this week's topic, all-inclusive resorts, one of my favorites. If you've never heard of this type of vacation, who am I kidding? You pretty much everybody's heard about this. In the most basic definition, it's a vacation stay where all of your food and drinks and your resort accommodations are all included. And you can find these types of vacations primarily on certain cruise lines, but more commonly on land vacations. And the most popular all-inclusive resorts are found in the Caribbean and Mexico. And as we talked about on last week's show, Club Med has some great ski resorts that are all-inclusive in Europe. 
Now, we thought it would be helpful to drill down what to look for in an all-inclusive trip, what some of the differences are that you'll find there, some potential extra fees to expect, and help you understand a little bit about the different room categories and things to avoid when choosing an all-inclusive resort. Let's start with what. All-inclusives are great vacations because they're what we call done for you. And by that, I mean everything for your vacation is pretty much taken care of at your resort. You don't have to worry about finding a restaurant running up a huge bar tab, finding entertainment or activities, you know, things to do. Everything you need is right there. And all your food and drinks are included in the price. And yes, that does mean of the adult variety. Yes. The bulk of all-inclusives are in the Caribbean and Mexico. So usually when somebody's talking about going to an all-inclusive, that's where they're headed. And in fact, these resorts are the primary income stream for these islands, and they employ a lot of people. So they take the resort vacations very seriously down there. Absolutely, Service is one of their keys because they know that if you don't get good service, you'll just go to a different place. Yeah, because there's lots of competition. So it's actually a good place to go when there's other competition because they always have to be upping their game. And they've been doing that over this past decade for sure. So here's a little history. The French Club Med Resorts were the original model for all-inclusive vacations. And they were created by Gerard Blitz, a Belgian entrepreneur who after World War II founded Club Med, and on April 27, 1950, opened the first one in Mallorca Island, Spain, with a low-price colony of tents. Sounds very rustic. Not, not my idea of all-inclusive. No. <laughs> Later on, the man who supplied the tents went into business with Blitz, and they opened up one in Palinuro, Salerno, Italy, with some simple villages, which were straw huts on the beach. Again, <laughs> not my idea of all-inclusive, but Wow, how they have evolved. Yes, they have. (laughs) Back in the day, the Club Med resorts were more popular with singles and young couples. But then, through changes in ownership over the years, and many others copying their vacation model, they've become more family-friendly and upscale. Like I mentioned, there was one at Copper Mountain in Colorado that was a pretty wild place, although I didn't really go there during the Club Med days, but I had heard about it. It definitely had a reputation, that's for sure, but they are much more family-friendly. So here's a little fun trivia about the Club Meds. And for some of our more senior listeners, they may be familiar with this or have heard about this, but back in the day when you would stay at a club med, they would give their club members, because you do pay a membership fee, what they call bar beads. And you would wear them like as a bracelet or as a necklace. And when you wanted a drink, you would tear off one of the beads and you would redeem that for a drink. That would be, I'm I'm glad that trend did not stick around. Right? That would be really weird. I know. It is kind of weird, but that's what they were known for. Thankfully, now at Club Med and all the other all-inclusives, you just go to the bar and order your drink. Yes, no beads required. No beads needed. (laughs) Beads? We don't need no stinking beads. (laughs) That's a quote from a very famous movie. Yes, it is. I may have changed one of the words, but... Yeah, well, close enough. (laughs) But today, there are thousands of all-inclusive resorts all over the world for couples, solo travelers, and families who really want this type of done-for-you vacation. And really, the biggest reason for an all-inclusive, in my opinion, is at the end of your vacation, you're not stuck with this giant bill that you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize we had spent that much money this week. No surprises. No. Now, for the all-inclusive locations, most in Mexico are going to be in Cabo on the West Coast. And over on the East Coast, you got the Cancun and Riviera Maya area. Jamaica and Punta Cana, which is in the Dominican Republic, are the two islands in the Caribbean with the most all-inclusive options. Then you have the Southern Caribbean islands like St. Lucia, Turks and Caicos, Grenada, St. Martin, and several others that we visited when we were on our Windstar cruise. And that's why we went. And while we were stopped in Grenada, we went to one of the Sandals resorts just to take a tour. Yeah. And that was that's a really, really nice resort. 
So these smaller islands are also going to be a little more expensive than the other ones, like Riviera Maya and Jamaica, because there's less competition down there. So they yeah. can charge a little more. And it's harder to get to because the airports are a little smaller. And so you're, there's fewer flights going in. But if you're not on a budget, those Southern Caribbean islands, I think, should definitely be at the top of your list. Yeah, I'm doubting there are direct flights from the U.S. to Grenada. That's, no, probably you know, you're not. Go to San Juan and then transfer to, you know, fly into a smaller airport, then fly into Grenada. Yeah. Unless you live in Miami, then you definitely have more options. Now, there are a few in Aruba that are all inclusive, but these really aren't as good as some of the ones that you would find in Southern Caribbean. So if you're going to take the time to go that far south, I would say stick in the Caribbean. And what you won't find is any of them in the U.S. other than a Club Med in Port St. Lucie. And the main reason is service staff in the U.S. make too much money on tips. So when they go to an all-inclusive format, it's hard to find workers because they don't earn as much because people aren't tipping much or at all. Yeah, they tried this actually over in Miami. Um, The all-inclusive collection tried to open an all-inclusive resort right in South Beach. And they're they're one of our partners. Yep. And they have some really beautiful properties, but they found that they couldn't keep good staff and they were testing it and the test failed. So again, there still is only that one in Florida. Tips are generally included with an all-inclusive stay, but some resorts will have an absolute no tipping policy. So you want to know this before you go, because that said, there are some places like in Jamaica where the staff has started getting little tips here and there. And so they kind of expect it now, whereas before that was kind of the allure of the all-inclusive is you don't have to constantly be throwing out money. And you just need to know that before you go what the policy is at your resort so that if you do need to have some extra bills to keep that bartender happy and serving you if it's a really busy season that you are prepared in advance. When it comes to all-inclusives, there's really only two main categories. That would be adults only and then family-friendly. And the family-friendly usually have an adults-only side. So don't let that scare you off if you want to enjoy a trip without kids around, but the place that you want to go to or that's within your budget has kids, they usually try to seclude the adults anyway. Plus, with destination weddings being really popular these days, a lot of people will get married at an all-inclusive, but if they want anyone under 18 to come to the wedding, they do have to choose a resort that isn't for adults only. So our friend Dan, who actually is with All Inclusive Collection, he's getting married, so congratulations. Hey, Dan. (laughs) And he was saying that he really, really wanted to get married at this one resort that is absolutely beautiful in the Riviera Maya. However, it is adults only. That's okay. We'll go. (laughs) But he has some nieces and nephews that he wanted to attend the wedding. So he went ahead and he moved their wedding over to a different resort so that the kids could actually come down for their destination wedding. And that's usually pretty typical. Most of the places will have a partner or another resort close by where kids and family can stay as well. But they're pretty serious when they say adults only. They mean adults only. Our first, I guess, Caribbean all-inclusive, we stayed at a Charisma property. And they had an adults-only resort, and then right next to it, they did have a family-friendly one. So if you wanted to combine, like do the wedding there, but you still wanted to stay in an adults-only area resort, you can still do that. It's a great, there's a great balance there, for sure. And in the Caribbean and Europe, adults are 18. But during spring break times of the year, most resorts want to preserve their family-friendly environment and will not allow young adults between 18 and 24 to come down without at least one adult over 25 in each room. And a lot of people don't know that. They think, we're going spring breaking. (laughs) If you do find an all-inclusive that doesn't have spring break rules, that should give you a clue as to not necessarily the the type of resort. It'll give you a clue as to the clientele that will be there. Yeah, because you definitely will run into spring breakers at those places that do allow it. Let's talk about what is included, and that's pretty typical for nearly all of them. 
and that's three meals a day. And they usually have set hours for serving, so you always want to pay attention to when those are. Yeah, we've made that mistake before. Maybe where <laughs> we're, we're thinking, oh, it's all inclusive. They'll have we'll food twenty four seven, and some places do with room service. But yeah, we showed up to breakfast. Um, I think the first time, and it was like everything's getting closed down. We're like, what's going on? All but, inclusive, but isn't that doesn't mean all the time? <laughs> it does not usually. <laughs> But breakfast is usually going to be a sit-down location, and some places it will be a buffet. So if buffets aren't your jam, something to know before you go. And lunch, depending on the resort, may have only one option, or you might have a few options to choose from. Like when we were at Sandals Grenada, we sat in the main kind of the bar area kind of by the beach and had a really nice um, and had a really nice meal and, and a couple drinks. But then they also had several other places around the resort you could grab something to eat. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're definitely not going to go hungry. Yeah. If you go hungry, that is totally on you. Now, dinner is going to be similar to lunch, but there will probably be a few more options open to you because the latest trend in, in all-inclusives has been to really expand the number of options you have for dining at your resort and the type of food. Think of this as specialty dining, like on the cruise ships. They're saying, okay, we got to plus this up because there's so much competition. That's a great way to look at it because, I mean, they have everything at these places. Again, this depends on which one you pick, but they all have a steakhouse. Um, they may have an Italian place, a Mediterranean flair, or one of the most popular are the sushi places and teppanyaki. We love teppanyaki. Few places do some special things like a special barbecue night on the beach during the week, which is just something different. But if you want a lot of variety during your vacation and you want to enjoy some really good quality food, Definitely take a look at what all your dining options are in advance. And some places will require reservations be made in order for you to get into some of those places like Teppanyaki or the Steakhouse, or they may have some restrictions like you can only dine in one of those once during your stay. So all the guests get an opportunity to eat there. And if you do have dietary restrictions, or if you happen to be vegetarian or vegan, there are plenty of options. That is very true. That's become so popular to be like gluten-free or vegan. And we get emails constantly throughout the week saying, hey, we have a new menu item and it's gluten-free or vegan-friendly. Yep, or vegetarian, yeah. Or vegetarian, yep. Now, we've stayed at both extremes. Um, one of the all-inclusives we stayed at pretty much just had one place to eat for all of the meals. Now, this isn't super common, but those are usually more on the value end of all-inclusives. But the, the food is good, but it may not be the reason that you're staying there. And we stayed at an all-inclusive that had multiple restaurant options available. And we like this better because you don't get tired of the food and the crowds are better since they do usually have set dining times, like we mentioned. Yeah, because that kind of dissipates the crowd when you they have multiple choices. Whereas I just remember go into that one and it's like, okay, we're all here to eat at the same time. And go. That's exactly. Which no, is a band phrase on band our phrase. other show. <laughs> so drinks, this is a big one for many people. And uh, one of the big reasons why they book an all-inclusive because alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks are included. Yeah. So unlimited pina coladas, if that's your jam. Getting caught in the rain. <laughs> if you want top shelf, pick a resort that will have that. Sandals even has a full list of exactly what they serve. And most other places do too. If they don't, then that could be a clue. Yeah. Well, and if you're very particular about your wines or your spirits, your you kind of want to know what you're getting into. So you love Bud Light Lime. I do. And one of the first things that we looked at on the list for the Sandals Resort was, do they have Bud Light Lime? Now, what's cool about them is they do it by resort because some of the places in Jamaica will have different beers than like some Red of their... Like Red Stripe? Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll have different beers than the one that would be in Grenada. 
And so it's always good to know before you go what they're going to have. And some of the places even offer some in-room drinks. And I like that, like we just experienced on our Windstar Cruise, was a stocked minibar. Yep. And that you can get stocked with your preferences. Again, it varies from resort to resort, but drinks are included. And so that's why this is a good type of vacation if you enjoy a cocktail or two every now and then. It's also nice to just relax at the pool, order a drink, or what has become very popular is grab a seat at a swim-up bar. And you don't have to pull your card out every time. You yeah. just get there, you can sit there, get a drink. So nice. Now, if you do see someone that is sitting in the swim-up pool bar and you, they've had multiple, multiple drinks and they have not left that area... You might want to pick a different pool. <laughs> Just saying. That's a good pro tip right there. <laughs> so what is there to do at an all-inclusive resort besides eat and drink? Because that's usually what most people talk about. Well, since most are in the warmer climates, one of the most popular activities is really just relaxing by the beach or by the pool. And some resorts will have like little mini winter, mini water parks and fun slides. And all those things, even just sitting by the pool or going swimming, those are really, really great options for a lot of you that live up north, especially in like November through February and yes. just want to get out of the cold weather. So that's very popular is just hanging out. Yep. Now, the spa is one of my favorites. And it is also a very popular activity to do at an all-inclusive because their spas are amazing. Now, keep but it's in mind, not included. This there is, is one. Yeah. This, there's an additional charge for this. Yes, there is. Otherwise, I'd never see you. You just stay. At I know. Spa I would. If it were included, everybody would. Everybody would. Depending on the resort, there are usually water sports you can do: paddleboarding, kayaking, the little Hobie cat sailboats, fishing, scuba diving, snorkeling. Keep in mind, most of these activities are going to be free unless it involves a motor. Yes. Or in the case of scuba diving, you know, you'd have to have your gear and things like that, and then the motor would be driving the boat to get you to where you're going to dive. So those things are extra, but the human-powered activities are usually included at no charge. Now, as far as entertainment goes, in the evening, some of the resorts will put on fun events and they'll have like little parties or themed nights. Some of the club meds, for example, they will teach you how to trapeze. I don't even know if I said that right, but if you want to learn how to be fly, a trapeze artist. Yes, how to be a trapeze artist. That is the the place that you want to go. Um, some have kids clubs so that you can drop your kids off there so mom and dad can go relax. And pick them up there. at the end of your vacation. So. <laughs> no, you, have, you do have to pick them up every night. That is true. <laughs> I think my option would be better. <laughs> probably. Kids, see you Saturday. <laughs> Bye. And the kids probably would love that. Exactly. You know, there's even a Nickelodeon resort in Punakana where your family can get slimed. So there's an activity for everybody. Golf is another very popular activity at a lot of the resorts, not all, but some are on property and then some will have a partnership with a nearby golf course. And you don't even have to bring your clubs, especially if you're going to go on a seven day vacation, you're only going to play golf once, just rent the clubs. Yeah. And then of course, you can also do excursions outside of the resort that you can book either with your travel agent in advance, or when you get on site, there's usually an activities person there. If you want to like, let's say you're in Riviera Maya and you want to go see the ruins, you can get an excursion to go do that or to go like deep sea fishing. So keep in mind, not all of what we just talked about is included at no charge. Some you'll pay an additional fee and depending on your resort or any special promotions you may have booked, some places will give you a resort credit to use how you want to. So whether that's a spa or towards a you know a scuba diving trip, something like that. Yeah, well, okay. So for example, we actually have a family who is on their way to Jamaica today. They're, um, I think at the airport, I just texted them. And they have a $1,500 resort credit to spend at their resort. Now, you got to read the fine print on these because... Because fine print is always fun. It's very important. So at this particular resort, there is a 16% service charge for whatever activity is 
they select. So sixteen percent. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that they do swim with the dolphins and it is two hundred dollars per person. Then they pay sixteen percent of the two hundred dollars. So they're still paying a fee, but that's still a great value and oh, a good yeah. way to use it. But these resort credits do have some limitations, and there's usually like a maximum amount that you can spend on like a water sport. And the one that kills me is they do a max spend at the spa. And at this particular resort, it is $300. And so of that $1,500, only $300 can be allocated towards a spa visit. How sad is that? I know. I can see you crying already. I know. (laughs) Some places like Hard Rock or Unico in Riviera Maya have all these excursions and activities included. And yes, that does mean the spa. You're just going to pay a 25% fee. So in other words, you're basically getting 75% off. Still a fantastic deal. Yeah, it's a really great deal. And they're one of the only ones doing it that way. They used to do the resort credit, and now it's different. Always check and just make sure you understand what that resort credit can go for. And these are the things that can make all-inclusives a little bit confusing and why it's always best to understand exactly what you're getting and, very importantly, possible upcharges. And it's also pretty standard to always have transfers to and from the airport included in your vacation package. Sometimes they're an additional fee and sometimes they're complimentary. It kind of depends on the resort you're going. And in some cases, some resorts, they will do really fancy transfers for you if you book like their top level villas and the major butler suites and all this stuff. Yeah, then you get a helicopter. Yeah, you can. You can do helicopters on some. How do you choose the best all-inclusive resort for your vacation. And we have a few things to mention here. Number one, decide on where you want to go. Yeah, that's usually the first step. Where do you want to go? the easiest because it's a lot of times it's going to be Jamaica or Riviera Maya if you live on this side of the country. And, you know, it's going to be Cabo if you live out west, usually. Usually. The the second thing is you're going to want to narrow down your budget because that may also help you determine where you're going to go. So I think those two, you kind of do at the same time. And this is something a lot of people do not do when they're planning their vacation. They don't plan a budget. They think, okay, well, let's say I'm going on a cruise. Here's how much the cruise is. It's $5,000. They forget about the other things they'll pay for excursions, specialty dining. If they don't have a drink package, they're going to buy drinks. With an all-inclusive, you can narrow down that budget pretty easy. So the next question to ask yourself is what type of a vacation are you looking for? Do you want to relax and unplug? So this is pretty much you just want to sit by the beach and read a good book. Are you going to have kids with you or no kids? So you may be looking for a more romantic vacation. Are you up for adventure and activities? Or do you want to get out of the resort? You want to explore the area? And Is food and drink quality important to you? If you ask yourself those four questions or you kind of like say, okay, what what are we looking for in our vacation? That also will help you narrow down which place you're going to pick and why. When it comes to food and you're okay with like beer and hamburgers, any place is going to be great. Yeah, right. (laughs) If you want, you know, 20-year-old scotch and a filet mignon and lobster, you know, that's not all places will have that. That is correct. Now, the type of room is the last thing you want to decide on because... This is going to depend on budget, but we all see those commercials. Sandals runs a gazillion commercials on TV. And beaches. And beaches, yes, because they're the same company. You know, we all see the person walking out of their room and stepping on the sand and everything in your mind thinks that it's going to be that throughout the entire resort. And you're like, oh, every room's like that. No, it's not. No, it is not. So it's important that you know a little bit about the different categories because usually people will price quote the cheapest one first. And that is usually like the worst room, just so you know. We were visiting Sandals, you know, a month ago, I guess it was. And one of the places we saw was one of their butler suites. And again, this was on like the fifth floor of the building. And it had a little kind of enclosed balcony with a a soaking tub. 
And then you could also step out of your bedroom right into um, a soaking pool. Yeah, it was like an infinity pool right outside your... That was that was yeah. neat. So you can just sit there and have a drink and look right out over the edge and see the ocean. And that was the view that you expect when you're comparing with what you see on it's the commercial. It's the one you see on TV, exactly. Yeah. Now, the last one that they sent us to was there was no view. Correct. It was, it was, it was what we call... And you know what? Here, let's do like a quick course on the room types. Let's do it. Okay, so that one... Although, let's not do a course. That sounds boring. Okay, so we'll do like our, our cliff notes on understanding the room types. Much better. Okay. Um, if something is a garden view, it usually means you're not looking at anything and you have no view. And it might not even be a nice garden. It may not. Um, yeah, they're not going to be like horrible, horrible, but they are not what you envision when you're thinking on the beach, all inclusive. This is where with this type of vacation, you really want to know before you go. Because if you're expecting, you know, the butler service with the white towel and they come and cook your meals in the room because you have a kitchen and you're in what they, most places call a garden view room, you're not going to be happy. So that's why yeah. you really want to do your homework on this or, you know, work with an agent. Very subtle hint. <laughs> now, the next category is a partial ocean view, which pretty much just means you're going to get a slight glimpse of the ocean. It might just be a sliver. It may, you know, it seriously may, <laughs> it may be that. I mean, they don't guarantee how much you're going to see. And I've actually seen some ocean view rooms where you're looking across the roof of a conference center. So that's not pretty. And then you see just a little teeny tiny bit of the ocean in the far, far distance. But they're like, hey, that's partial ocean view. You can see part of the ocean. But what you're seeing in front of it is really, really ugly. So ocean view, you have a clear view of the ocean, but you might be far away. Ocean front, your room actually faces the ocean. Those are very nice. Yeah, those are good. Ocean front is good. And the other one that's really good is beach front. And this is the room where you're actually on the beach. Very cleverly named, I might add. Yeah. And then the other ones that I think are really cool are swim up suites, which basically means you can actually swim out your back door or you can swim up to your room. It's kind of cool. But I like the fancy option. Of course you That's do. That's the villas. Yes. And there's a lot of different villa We are options. big fans of villas. Yeah. But basically, that will let you know some of the wording to look for when you are looking at different all-inclusives. Since all-inclusives are so popular, some companies take advantage of the guests who don't know anything about an all-inclusive. There are companies that will advertise a trip like a week in Cancun all-inclusive for six ninety nine per person, including air. You have to really, really look close at those details. Many of these are actually timeshares. They won't have the dining or drink options you'd expect. And you have to attend presentations, and they will hound you at your resort constantly. Plus, the air they offer will be the worst possible itineraries in many cases, and they'll have a lot of upcharges once you're on site for activities. Some of the better dining and top-shelf drinks, for example. So be careful. Danger. you got to pay attention. I mean, we love an all-inclusive vacation because it's a good value. It's super low stress for planning anything during your trip because everything's right there. And you can just wake up and say, you know what, today we're going to go paddleboarding for a couple hours. If you've done a vacation like this before, you know exactly what we're talking about. So if you've already done one, you kind of get it. It's, a, you know, it's not like it takes you know years to become a cruise expert, which <laughs> actually takes more than that. Once you've done an all-inclusive, you kind of understand it. And there are very little and sometimes no surprises. That's true. I mean, this planning an all-inclusive vacation is pretty much the exact opposite of a Disney trip. If we can help you find the perfect all-inclusive for your honeymoon or anniversary or even a family vacation, please reach out to us. You can email rob at traveltalkweekly.com. Next week, we're going to be sharing 10 hot travel destinations for 2020. And in January, we have some specific all-inclusive resorts we will be highlighting to help you pick one for an upcoming vacation. I think you'll enjoy learning about some of these great properties and what makes them different. But before you go, remember this. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it. 
Until next time, never stop exploring. Exploring.